guilt is the original sin from a living enlightenment by bhagwan sri nityananda parameshwaram the way out looking in to feel guilty is to be in sin in fact that is the only sin the hell that we talk about is not in another time and space it is within us when we feel guilty without doing anything to change our mindset let you be very clear all your guilt all your pain everything is a pure imaginary shaft you create inside your head the mistake you did 10 years ago the mistake you did 7 years ago and the mistake you did 3 years ago are independent and unconnected incidents but when you connect them and start thinking about it naturally you start creating guilt you start feeling like a continuous sinner this is one approach there is another approach when you commit a mistake see objectively why you committed it how you committed it watch as an observer how and why it is getting repeated look scientifically into the mechanism of guilt just this awareness will open a new door and you will never commit the same mistake again because once you look into it and you find the cause it will disappear to know a thing totally is to be guilt free of it morality integrity please understand that morality should happen out of integrity not out of guilt what do i mean by integrity integrity is being in the present moment and being only one solid personality and not many conflicting personalities it is seeing reality without the play of the mind once the mind steps in duality also steps in just by being intensely aware of the present moment you can achieve integrity where there is only one and not two or three or many personalities fighting in you only when the mind flits between the past and future you become split personalities and integrity doesn't set in if the mind is on the present automatically you become unified and integrity sets in a small story one day a priest knelt before god and started crying loudly i am a sinner please have mercy on me o god a man who was praying silently got inspired by this and also knelt down next to the priest and started praying now another man also went down on his knees and started crying seeing this the priest nudged the first man saying look who thinks he's a sinner all our humility our morality is more or less a pretense to others and to ourselves we pretend because we are not solidly integrated within us we ourselves don't know which personality within us is authentic and so we get caught in such games if we are integrated we will be authentic in every action and automatically we will be moral be aware be spontaneously right please understand you will never make mistakes if you are deeply aware at the time of making them when you are aware you will be one solid personality and moral as well when you stray from awareness you will be many personalities and immoral also morality has to do with awareness not with any other social rules 
Awareness is the only way to be naturally moral. Awareness causes you to spontaneously take the right action in the right situation. Morality can cause you to do the right action in the right situation because it doesn't have the right base. Its base is not your own. It is built up by society. So you don't feel connected to you, to it. When you don't feel connected, you cannot act with confidence. Once you integrate yourself, you will be centered upon awareness. If you remain fragmented, there will be no awareness and you will depend on morality for guidance. Conscious versus consciousness. When you start internalizing the laws of society, you create a deep wound in your being. You destroy your innate intelligence. According to me, children can be given a set of rules initially so they don't move from the path of consciousness. But soon they have to be given the understanding of life and the need to operate from consciousness instead of conscience. If you live with consciousness, you will automatically live a moral life. To start understanding the need to live with consciousness, just look into your morality. Morality is only skin deep, whereas consciousness comes from the very being. Your consciousness tries to break through your conscience. Your consciousness continuously fights with your conscious. Conscious is societal, consciousness is natural. Conscience is a pure, very poor substitute for consciousness. People ask me, Master, what is this? You're pulling down the whole social structure. Then how can we all live morally? I tell them, be very clear. It is only for kids that you need a forced morality. For them, you need to say, keep quiet, I'll give you candy. Of course, nowadays kids reply, I'm happy, I don't need your candy. Who cares for your candy? For a child, you can say that you will give candy and restrict him. You can impose morality on him based on fear or greed. But for you, it is time to grow up. You're not kids anymore. Just stand up with consciousness. When I say consciousness, I mean the intelligent energy of your being. Rules The natural instinct to break rules. When anything is a forced rule, you always try to get around it. For example, you always speed when you don't see the policeman. A small story. A policeman pulls over a car on the highway by speeding. When he asks for the driver's license, the driver replies, But officer, I was only trying to keep a safe distance between my car and the car behind me. When you follow rules blindly without understanding their spirit, this is what happens. You just wait for an excuse to break them. Honestly answer yourself, if there were no rules, no regulating authority to keep a check on what you did, would you be the same person as you are now? Would you be doing things in the same way as you do now? If your answer is no, be very clear that the rule is coming from your conscience, not from your consciousness. You have not internalized the spirit of the rule or you do not agree with the rule. That is the reason you are not doing things in the way natural to you. The thrill of no. You can see when you tell children not to do something, they will be most tempted to do it. As long as you don't mention anything about doing it or not doing it, they may not even be bothered about it. But the moment you tell them not to do something, they will be looking to do it. A small story. One man says, I found three ways to get things done. His friend asks, what are the three ways? 
The man replies, first, do it yourself. Second, hire someone to do it. Third, tell your kids not to do it. That's all. It will be done. Actually, there is a taste, a thrill in doing what you're not supposed to do. Most of the time, you develop an instant urge for something if you are asked not to do it. You feel a kind of joy or satisfaction by doing it. That is the basic tendency in every human being. A small story. Once a shopkeeper was trying hard to increase his sales. He tried various options, discounts, catchy advertisements, better customer service. Nothing worked. Then one day he hung a black curtain on his shop window and made a small hole on it. Under the hole he put up a board, peeping strictly forbidden. From that day he saw crowds gathering at his shop, each one curious to peep through the hole to see what was there. His shop sales automatically increased because people now actually saw the variety of grocery items his shop carried. When you're told not to do something, the basic human tendency is to do exactly that. As a teenager, when you say no to your parents, you feel you have proved you're independent. When you say no, you feel you've proved you're somebody special, somebody different. As long as you say yes, you feel you're only a child. When you start saying no, you feel you've become an adult. You feel that you're a man only when you say no to your father. Till then you feel you're a child. Just to prove that you're a man, you start saying no to your father. This is basic psychology. When you say no, you think you're somebody. Until then you think you are nobody. So please be very clear to whatever you say, your grown-up son is going to say no because he wants to be somebody.